Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Behind the Herald headlines with Darren Mann today, focusing on a story which has aroused a lot of interest in the Nelson Mandela Bay, Kabecha area. Slick robbers are hitting high-end estates. There were three such robberies during the course of the past week. Aubrey Pinar from Tacnet Security in the city joins us now. He's one of the companies that have been keeping tabs on the situation, and he's gone a step further and offered a 10,000 rand reward for any information leading to prosecution and conviction of the criminals in question. He joins us today, Aubrey unusual step. Why have you taken it? Yeah, no, look, uh, these guys have been a thorn in my side for the last four years. Um, we have caught them before in 2019. Um, one of the robbers was shot last year. But it's just become a cat and mouse game and uh, I don't like to lose. So we need everybody out there to actually assist us to catch these guys um, because of the conditions we're working in. Um, it's not homes, it's urban conditions, so it's sort of like uh, playing uh, hide-and-seek almost. Give us an idea of the modus operandi. You say you know these guys, they've been operating for a while, so I'm surprised they haven't been arrested or apprehended yet. But give us an idea of the typical modus operandi. How many are there? How do they operate? What do you look for? Okay, these guys are four guys. One tall, two medium bills, one short. Um, it's been the same guys for the last four years. They typically like targeting high end houses and um, also in the most secure estates. I mean, the one estate that they hit last year where one of the robbers were shot to part of this gang, I mean, it was probably the most secure estate in Port Elizabeth. And the guys still managed to bypass by actually digging underneath all the security. And then obviously, because it was early in the evening, the people were at ease, having a drink, having a bribe, they get surprised. And this is what these guys are doing. They're not eating two, three, four in the morning. They're waiting for alarms not to be armed yet. So they have that extra advantage for where the response companies can't respond. Because obviously we would need to be notified. And usually people, when they're having a pride, they don't have their panic buttons in their hands. And this is what these guys are basically targeting. Um, Because most of these guys are staying 45 minutes to an hour in these houses without any fear of being caught. So they're armed. They're well organized. Are they close to being caught? Look, we have had them once before. We had an operation in 2019 where they actually ran straight into us. We caught them, police took them away, and for about a year, uh, things calmed down. Then a more violent gang came to PE. That's when all the shootings were happening in 2020, which weren't the same gang as this, and that's the one member that was shot uh, at Providence Place last year. And then this gang put this uh, head out again, and it's the same guys. And the funny thing with these guys is when they actually break into the places, they are not violent. They shut their commands, they don't hurt the people when they tie them up. They're sort of like Robin Hood criminals where they ask, oh, is it not too tight? In one instance, the, the old gentleman in the house had a semi-heart attack, and they actually told his wife to make him a cup of tea. So, I don't know if it's any more uh, comforting, but uh, yeah, that's that's the Robin Hood gang, I call them. Typically, what are they taking? Cash? Are they emptying safes? Are they after firearms, cell phones, laptops, expensive electronic goods? What are they going for? They always ask for those things. They said, where's the safe? Where's the jewellery? Where's the firearms? Where's the money? And that's, they're sticking to those, those sort of questions the whole time. They don't talk a lot amongst each other. The, the language they do use is foreign, so these guys are definitely foreign nationals. The English are quite broken. But uh, we suspect that these guys live 
in the area because if you draw a circle from where all the robberies have been, it's all in a close circle between green bushes, Colin Green, Lawnmower Heights. You know, it's a, it's a complete circle, and they don't move out of that circle. Even when they hit the homes last year in Beverly Grove, it was on the edge of that circle. They, did, they don't wander any further into into town as such. Given the information that you have about this gang, how is it possible that the police or a combination of police, neighbourhood watch and security services have not been able to arrest them yet? Okay, well, first of all, when these guys hit, um, very little time for, for the actual victims to push their panic button. So these guys would get in, panic buttons don't get pushed. Then they have a lot of time to spend in the house to rob these people. When these guys actually manage to free themselves or cut the ties that they're tied up with, um, it's a big amount of time where these guys have a chance to get away. Sometimes up until an hour. In one case, they were tied up in a bathroom for nine hours. So by the time that we actually get to the scene, the guys are long gone. They had a hell of a lot of time to get away. And also because they're wearing balaclavas, they're wearing gloves, there's, there's no DNA traces for the police to go by. And also being on the plots, when a canine unit gets there to track their spur, they're actually hopping properties where there are other animals and other dogs, so their spur sort of like disappears, and then eventually they do get into a vehicle. But because of the terrain, you only have to cross a hill in those areas to be in a different suburb. So when the police and all of us are searching in one suburb, these guys within minutes are already in another suburb because of the terrain out there in the plots. Your 10,000 Rand reward, any reaction yet from the public? Can you tell us? Yeah, no, definitely. We, we had some good information yesterday where a guy actually phoned us and said to me, he doesn't want the money, he wants to get the guys caught, but someone has come to him and, and he gave us a lot of good, solid information and I said, prove it, and he did manage to give me some names of things that happened. So I've been speaking to the guys from Crime Intelligence, they are on it. They also want to catch these guys, and last year, I mean, SAPS gave a big, big operation and a lot of uh, manpower to this, and during that one operation is when that gang actually hit Providence Place where he was shot. So the police are doing their part, but the, these gangs are, are they well organized. They just get new members, they start again, but they're not doing it for themselves. There's a ring leader out there that wants the stuff because every single time that the guys do come back from robbing firearms and such, they have their own firearm back and the firearms that they stole are obviously not with them anymore, which probably sold to syndicates. What about hints or tips for the public? While we await the arrest of this gang, what steps can the public take to avoid becoming victims? Well, look, we're living in South Africa, so at one stage we're all going to be basically... Uh, crime, crime's going to hit us at home. But the best chance for us to catch these guys is to get a equal head start on them. So if, if the time limit between them leaving your home and us getting there is shortened, the chance for us catching those guys are like, much bigger. So arm your alarms when you go to bed, partition your alarms so you still have freedom of movement in your house. Arm your beams, at least if the alarm goes off, you know somebody's coming, you're not going to be surprised. And then when you're having your pride, have your mobile panic button around your neck because that's when you're going to be most vulnerable. When you have a couple of drinks, you're relaxing with friends, the next minute the guys appear. And that's happened three, four times already where people are having brides and the guys are just appearing. And at that stage, I mean, what do you do? I mean, you have to comply. But if you can at least push the panic button, somebody is coming to your help. Last one, we're a dog-loving nation. Do dogs act as a deterrent at all? Do they stay away from properties that have a number of dogs or large dogs or not really? Well, that's a very interesting question. Most of these estates don't allow big dogs. And with me thinking <laughs> it's a big, uh, almost like an easy target then because... 
the estates usually have one big fence around the outside, and internally, I mean, they usually have cats or small dogs, but they don't allow big dogs generally in estates. And I think that could be one very good reason why they're targeting estates, because not having big dogs or not having dogs allowed. Thanks for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today. Aubrey Pinar from TACnet Security in Port Elizabeth, and good luck with apprehending this gang. Awesome. Thank you, and Have a good day. We're still talking about the recent spate of robberies at high-end Nelson Mandela Bay Estates. Joining us, a lady whose name is synonymous with the security industry in this part of the world. She is from Atlas Security, the Community Development Manager, Bernadette Nodier. Thanks for joining us, Bernadette. Morning, how are you doing? Morning, morning, Darren. I'm good, thank you, and thank you for having me. Only a pleasure. We need your expertise. There's a problem. <laughs> there is a very big problem, and it seems to be getting worse. What is causing this recent spate? of robberies which appear to be targeting high-end estates in the last while. What's the cause and what can people do to avoid becoming victims? Well, they're looking out after or, you know, during COVID, we definitely um, in- anticipated that this type of crime was going to increase because there were so many people that were left destitute and desperate. And the types of criminals that we're dealing with are obviously completely different. They're educated, they're focused. And um, we anticipated that crime was going to morph and change. And we've definitely now seen, not, I don't want to say post-COVID, because COVID's always going to be there, but um, definitely have seen the intensity of, of crime changing, where home invasions, armed robberies, very violent crimes are definitely on the increase. And the biggest reason your high-end areas are being targeted is because the loot is obviously so much better. So... It doesn't help you going into a little a little box house and not being able to find what you're looking for. But uh, people are more and more keeping very expensive items like cash, uh, jewelry, those types of things in their safes, and of course, um, guns. Guns is a very big target for for these uh, syndicates that are moving around, and uh, there is unfortunately a massive sense of negligence. Uh, coming from the community side, which makes us easy targets. And that's where the problem lies right now. So a sense of complacency, possibly. Yes. Yes, 100%. And, you know, Darren, when I sit with these victims, which is pretty much every day of my life, um, and I ask them, you know, to tell me how they're feeling, they always tell me two sentences. The first one is, I never thought it would happen to me. Hmm. And the second one is, I should have, could have, would have. I should have armed my alarm. I should have locked the door. You know, these, these criminals are playing on our negligence and it's working right now. And as, as long as we keep creating opportunity, they're going to keep coming back. You've mentioned that the nature of crime is morphing post-COVID, yes. in inverted commas. These particular robbers, word has it that they are not from South Africa, given the language they're speaking. And also, for now, they haven't been particularly violent. They're being more professional about what it is they're looking for. Correct. So what we're finding is over the last few months, there has been multiple syndicates that have been moving around. It's not one specific group. Um, the majority of them being from outside of South Africa, up north in Africa. Um, but there are some local guys that kind of assist them um, on the ground so that they can find their way. So far, so good. We haven't had too many violent attacks. We find that the local guys seem to become far more violent quicker. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time where somebody decides to fight back or, uh, you know, an altercation starts, and that's when people start getting hurt. Is it a matter of time before they're caught? 
absolutely. I think there is such a massive focus on trying to catch these guys. I know that together with the SAPS, we've been doing multiple um, operations at night as well, specifically in the areas where we know these guys are moving around. Um, some great info coming from the ground, but uh, yeah, the hunt is on and we're not going to stop until they are arrested. Give us a few tips and hints. What can the public do to avoid becoming victims? I think the most important thing is to not create opportunity, Darren. It is about taking a look at your home. It's about making sure that it's locked and secure, that you have an, an alarm system that is operational. If you have an electric sense, make sure that you switch it on. I mean, I'm even finding, you know, the fence is not switched on, alarms not switched on. When you are at home, don't let your guard down. Um, be aware of who's hanging around or loitering around. Um, anything suspicious that you can see, report it. Don't kind of put it to the, the, the side and forget about it because that's when um, people say to me, oh, I saw this or I saw that and it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. Trust or trust your instinct. At the end of the day, if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. And push your panic button. Don't go and look if you hear a noise outside of your home, if you hear a, a, hear a rattle. Um, you know that humans are the only animals on earth that walk towards fire. We hear something, we go, look, the last thing you want to do right now, if you're unsure, get your panic button, get your security company out or report it, but uh, make sure that you don't create that opportunity. Thank you very much for joining us today on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. That's Bernadette Nordir, the Community Development Manager for Atlas Security. All the best. Thank you. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.